And guys, welcome back to the Ghost of Our Past podcast with myself, Marvin Ambrosius. Marsha Ambrosius. And this is the Man on Fire and Tattoos episode. Mm. Now, first Oof. of all, hit that subscribe button, click the bell, make sure you are kept up and notified up to date to when the new episodes come out. But this episode, mm. this, is, this is one of those ones I've been waiting to talk about. Yeah. It's been a part of my body. It's been on my body for over how many years now let me see wow. if i get my math my math how many get my math right so like 20 years 20 years 20 years yeah. it's been on my body for 20 years now i got this tattoo actually more 23 years marsha was with me to get the tattoo but yeah, i'll explain you, to what, you oh, yeah. yes yes in <laughs> cat too young so, yeah so yes so we'll, we'll go through this now so just to add some context and i'm going to bring you back into that time so man on fire mm-hmm. i was eight years old in my bedroom, normal day like any. And as usual, I was watching my Simpsons episodes um, at night, it was late, watching just the American video VCR tapes and just looking at my posters in my room. And I felt this, this the corner of the room, just on the right-hand side, it's really dark. And that's where the back, where the window is really black where we would hear the kids playing at night. Mm-hmm. And that window, I never I never really, at night, I never really walked over Not there. looking out there, yeah. And, and that's why I was scared to go to the door at night sometimes because I started to sleep with that door open because I didn't like the fear of going over with it closed. I know. So one mm-hmm. day I just, I felt and saw like a, a blue, like a blue tint color. And I felt, still so still that if I wanted to move or run I didn't have the I didn't have any capacity to do so there was so like no... sleep paralysis yeah like where well, you're was... aware of what's going on but you're you can't yeah, move exactly right. and but for the first time ever I wasn't scared mm. I felt protected and I felt like for the first time mm. there was something that I, I was waiting to look at that wanted me to see it, but wanted me to know that it's cool. Wow. I can't, that's, it's so hard to describe and it's so hard to try and get myself back there. But I looked, I slowly, it felt like it, felt like it took 10 years. <laughs> I looked to the right like that, mm. homed in, and I saw a man on fire, but in blue flames. It looked just like the Watchman, mm. the character in the Watchman, the blue guy in the Watchman. I always forget his name. The graphic novel yeah. made it. Yeah. And but it was blue flames, and it was running, like mm. running. But it looked like it was running a thousand miles per hour, but in slow motion. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. Don't start. And then, oh. as it's running. It's not saying anything. There's no sound. You could drop a pin. I've got to see. I'm, I'm feeling. I'm getting like mm. drop a pin in the room, and you couldn't know any better to anybody what's going on. And I'm, I'm not freaking out. I'm just taking it in. I'm feeling calm, and he literally ran straight through me, straight through me, and I remember fe- the feeling of going through and laying down, looking up at my ceiling, my blinds, 
Yeah. I'm me, but black blinds. You remember the black blinds? Yeah, mark? I can see it. In the black blinds and then seeing a blue light leave the blinds and I fell asleep. Sorry, my voice. Wow. Wow. And I fell asleep and I woke up that morning and it was a beautiful day, like summer, mm. lovely day. I mm. put on my Chicago Bulls, <laughs> the ba- baseball suit mum got me from the States. Oh yeah, 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 I can see it now. Yeah. We've definitely and, got a picture of that. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I ran to Matthew's house mm-hmm. and we were just chilling and just having, a, and just had a great day and I felt mm. so calm, but I never spoke of it, never wow. mentioned it. And from that point onwards, it took away some fear that I had of the house. Cause mm. I felt like whatever, whatever I was afraid of, there was something there to protect me. Mm. Wow. And I don't know why it makes me quite emotional to get talking about. Cause I don't, I don't know what it was, but it does, it gets me there. Like, I don't know yeah. why. I think, I think it's just cause I'm imagining like, this kid, like just the kid being a kid and like feeling my daughter's upstairs now. And I'd hate for her to see that, to see what I saw, but I'd also love to know that that feeling of calm and stillness mm-hmm. can happen to her and feel mm-hmm. that she's protected. But I'm hoping that I can be that protector for her. Do you know what's crazy, Marv? Even you saying it, there are certain things that we're never gonna be protected from. Yeah. And there's this otherworldly supernatural force that if you're tapped in, you get to experience it. You're one of the chosen few that can harness in on an experience like that. And I'm getting emotional watching you talk about it because I know that eight-year-old Marv. We've been like this, like twins from the very beginning. So the empathy level for either one of us is next level. Mum's a twin. We've got twins in our family. There's just this synergy and this connection that goes above and beyond the norm. So to kind of mirror your story um, before you, you know, go into the rest of it, I saw in your room what you described, just not a blue light but someone in the corner of that room and they're running at a thousand miles an hour, like in the same place, no noise. The rest of the room is still, but I'm in your bed and I can't move and I'm just looking at it. I don't remember it running through me. I don't remember it moving anywhere close to me other than the corner of that room. And I just closed my eyes because there was nothing else that I could do. There was no light. I could just make out the shape of it as you described the Watchman style, like kind of like Iceman, but mm. in blue, like a Marvel superhero Super. character. Like most and people say it looks like Silver Surfer. Yeah, Silver Surfer, exactly. Yeah. So it's like the wonder of it all was who's going to believe me or who am I going to yeah. tell? Or how do I describe what this moment is? But there also was a wonder to it in a way where all the other creepy stuff, like I remember sleeping in, didn't used to happen in your bed, but definitely in my bed, where I'd be laying still in that sleep paralysis field that you, feeling that you described where you can't move, but it would feel like someone was pushing me from underneath the mattress. Almost like if a kid was hiding and they're playing with you, like, oh, I'm here. And it would be little taps or little knocks 
or that where I would that's, yeah it's creeping that's now creepy as hell. that's creepy but it was hell. at the point where I didn't I didn't acknowledge it until later on in my life do you know what I mean yeah. I didn't see it like that until way later on in my life but here's what's crazy I don't remember what year I told you to when obviously you got to remember I got the tattoo at 17 yeah. So this is years later. Yeah. So when did I? T- when did we have the conversation? Because here's going going further into when I said. So basically, to add context, Alan Iverson was the biggest thing going in like ninety six, ninety seven. Mm-hmm. He revolutionized tattoos in basketball. Mm-hmm. We all wanted a tattoo. I wanted a tattoo. So I went to get a tattoo. Didn't know what I was getting. You were with me, and we see this picture on the wall. We went through all these pictures. And both of us at the same time, I remember went, (gasps) gasped. And I went, what are you looking at? Why are you looking at? Right. Yeah. And we both looked at it and we gasped. And I said, the man in blue flag. And you said, just take that. Because it had had a horn on his foot. And I said to him, can you do that tattoo without the horn on it? And I said, what is that anyway? Like he said, I don't know. But it's just an illustration. That's what he said. It's just an illustration. I went, I want that. But you knew what it was. So I haven't really... And we never... So I don't know if we ever said it we really had a conversation. I don't know. We just said it looks sick and moved on from there. Wow. Not really acknowledged the whole symbolism. I'm really trying to get back to why we both... It was like understood though. Yeah, it was... It was Almost like that twin thing. Like, you don't have to tell me I know. Yeah. You don't don't even have to repeat it. And I think maybe once you've got it, Maybe we then went into it and you was like, no, nah, I saw this when I was a kid. And Marv, me too. I know exactly what it is. No, nah, this is meaningful. E-. Do you know what it was? We probably had the discussion because we were trying to figure out how we tell mum and dad. Yeah, because I was late for training after at Brixton. Yeah, like Jimmy, how, Jimmy what are we going to say? Yeah, Jimmy <laughs> going mad because I'm, and I've got this, um, God rest your soul, Jimmy. I've got like a band over my arm just to obviously cover it. Right. And I'm playing like, what have you got done? Everyone's like, you got a tattoo? I went, yeah, yeah, I've got a tattoo still. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like some big man. Like, yeah, I've got a tattoo yeah, still. Yeah, yeah, my t- in my tiny up. arm, my tiny shoulder. Yeah. And um, <laughs> out now. And it's just funny because like you do that, you get it. But I don't know why cognitively and how me and you didn't connect in a way to talk about it, it was just kind of like we gotta to get to training and yeah. it was just that was it that yeah. was it much I don't I don't remember speaking to you after about no, it nothing don't remember talking to you about it not a thing but I know when we saw that picture and it was how it was I don't know can you show it in the camera a little bit I don't just so I can see I don't think you see it properly let me you, know. Can, but, you can but you can but you can't Okay, yeah, so like even even when like, I look at it now, just how the action of it. Just the, the exactly. It was the oh action of it. And I was like, I know that. I've seen that. You identified it as in blue flames. I just saw it as a shadow. And yeah. like you said, I wasn't afraid. I literally just went to sleep. I closed my eyes like, I can't move. And I feel okay. It was Because if it wasn't okay, I'd have ran after that after i yeah. got out of the sleep paralysis state yeah. i would have ran to mum. i'd have just i'd have tried to leave um because i think we were what well, i was i was definitely old enough 
I was definitely 11 when it happened to me, like 11 or 12. In 2A, I would have been 11 or 12. And I was old enough to go, you know what, I'm gonna stay with mum or I'm running up to to my room or I'm going. Yeah. I think, I think we probably only told each other because of our parents and how they were gonna find out you got a tattoo. And then that's probably where dad got mad at you about getting it. Period. Period. And then you I, had to explain why you got the tattoo. Do you know what? You're right. It's the redirection of being a kid, having to speak and tell your parents and be held accountable to that. Yeah. So that took precedent over the whole fact of what I got. Yeah, so that, exactly. That was, no longer, that was no longer important. What was it was important the fact was, that you got the tattoo. Was, the tattoo. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait a second, how are you legally allowed to get it? It's like, well, I got a tattoo. It was like, and that I think that explanation and the fear of what would happen from what dad would say. Mm-hmm. I knew mum would say something, but I knew mum would be cool about it. But I yeah. knew dad would dad was like dad's a, was an anti tattoo. So, so shout outs to that tattoo parlor because they yeah, um what that would was have happened Saint, was Saver Center was it Saver Center at um just past oh, Catford. Yeah, just past Catford when you're coming back yeah. up the hill, like you're going towards Crystal Palace. If you take yeah. that route, it's right there. I can't right remember there. the name of the place now. I, don't I, can, I can see it though. I know exactly that bus I route. worked in Marsh. I worked in Saver Centre at Christmas for two weeks, you remember? Did. You were stocking shelves. I stocked shelves blo- for two and weeks. And then Blockbusters further down. And then Blockbusters. I got fired yeah. from there. True story. Yeah. True story. Marsh. The best, that was the a best... dream job. Here's the thing. The <laughs> best person to ever give you movie advice in 1997 would have been me and I, I got fired from that job because their computer system was whack yeah. <laughs> that's what we're, it was we're just going to blame it on that but um, I think they let you get the tattoo because I probably told them that we were twins yeah you showed your ID that's what you did and I would have had my uh, Brit school or my I think I did a, a, a certificate in marketing at Lewisham College for like a year or something wow. I don't even think I went to class I just enrolled and was like yeah <laughs> Um, and I think I showed them that ID and that's how you got that tattoo. I was like, no, that's crazy. You know, it's nuts. Do you know, why do I, do you remember how much your tattoos were that that you got in Philly? On what was the name of the tattoo place that I got the other tattoos done in Philadelphia? Um, at the Hawaiian spot, right on, um, what's that street? Between South and Bainbridge, yeah. So right opposite what would have been fluid. Do you remember, do you remember how much you paid for your tattoo? How nuts is this? That like like I can't believe I that. I... See, here's the joke, Marsh. My tattoo was forty five pounds. I've Hilarious. never forgotten that. But why do Not I know? Forty five pounds. But it was forty five pounds. I remember going, oh man, it's forty five pounds, and yeah, feeling like it was like, enough. enough. Like it was a lot. That was enough that was money. like free free um, Domino's pizzas. <laughs> I, I equate everything with food and like chicken strippers. <laughs> And like garlic what am I gonna pizza. do? No, a, a KFC a Zynga Tower Burger, burger. meal. It's, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> how does that even work? And I, and then I'm thinking, it's fire. It's like an amazing. Yeah. Every, everyone was like, that tattoo's sick. And I was just like, yeah. and in my mind, I was thinking, it's not about it looking good. I know it's that's my protector. I know what this is. Yeah, yeah that's my which protector. Is... Oh my goodness. And then, uh, and then, uh, and uh. every single time since, though, what's crazy is I have never, ever once said or shied away to say what it is. Yeah, it's never. like if you want to like, hear what it is, then here it is, and people must be me, like, "Wow, 
people ask I, I always say oh when I was a kid I saw it in my bedroom and, and I just say it blase yeah. and then I think I say it so blase because it's a, it's not just a pattern of behavior for years of saying it it's because I feel okay to say it because it's protected me yeah and that's how dad describes us telling him anything or even mum said no you very matter-of-factually recount what the experience was to a T from the time of night it was to how you felt it's never it's a repeated pattern of no this happened and I know it happened and I know why it's here so dad um then got to find out years later I think after oh, your this, tattoo oh, this is this is like what let's go further into the years now like I've I have at this point have already met Steph now so this is yeah. in, this, this is in like mid maybe like 22 23 so we're looking at yeah. 2002 and, yeah. and then dad obviously then has a work colleague you you mm-hmm. tell the rest of the story because to me I was like yeah so I'm I'm living in the states at that point and once again Alan Iverson is the reigning king supreme and I'm now a Sixers fan and I've settled into Philadelphian lifestyle and I'm calling home periodically this is before iPhones and FaceTime this was literally getting $10 calling cards with a 1-800 number to get through to you guys wow. so I remember calling dad and you know how dad, when he wants to talk about something, he'd be like, oh, them. Oh, they. So weird. Oh, Marvin, you know. And then I'm waiting, like, what's the story? What do you mean, oh, Marvin, you know? So I'm like, come on, spill it, spill it. So he said he was at work, a work colleague that had come in um, to social services and she was an American woman he described her as an attractive American woman who was a parole officer of sorts that was working alongside with them. And she'd said to dad, um, she was having issues with a relationship that she was in. I think she fancied dad really. She just wanted to. But at the end of the day, we don't care how we got the conversation. We just got the conversation. (laughs) So she asked dad if she could confide in him. So, you know, dad. Sure. All right. Sure. So she goes on to say that her boyfriend at the time wasn't open-minded enough. He um, wouldn't listen to her about issues that she had when she was a kid. And she's trying to explain herself because it defines who she believes she is now or she was then. So it was like, she was like, are you open-minded? So dad's like, sure. So she says when she was a kid, she saw a man in blue flames. And not just the man. And yeah. It was, it was more than one. Yeah. She saw numerous of the same thing described in the same way that we told our dad way back then, to the point where he's gone white as a ghost as she's telling him the story. And she said, at the time, it was difficult because, you know, her parents had separated and she was having anxiety and she felt comforted, comforted by these blue beings. And dad just, he was Froze. so, yeah, he, he, and she was like, oh, you probably don't believe me. He said, you have no idea. <laughs> I can imagine his reply to that. Yeah, you have just, no like... idea how much. Yeah, one second. <laughs> just give me a second like that. Just to get it all out, just give me a second. Oh, what was he doing? Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on a bit. Hang on. Yeah. 
you have no idea how much I actually believe you. She said, yes, I believe you. And then I think I had the conversation with dad before I spoke to you. So by the time I've gotten to you and I was like, Hi. you know what Marv, it needed to happen that way. Cause there's nothing else that we could say. He'd never what be convinced. He'd never, we could tell him till whatever. Yeah, he, and... he never, he never would have believed me. He never did believe me until that moment. And he, what was funny, you know, dad never apologizes. Oh, he never. Apolog he apologized to me. I will never, yeah. I remember saying to Steph, I was like, my dad just apologized to me. Like, what, what <laughs> like, because he literally thought I was chatting crap for the last yeah. five years. Like, 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 Cause like it had been rubbish. years since we'd had to explain this tattoo and it was like you but, said it was never about the tattoo the but, the story Mark, behind getting it was the actual story but as you've just said remember here's where it gets deeper he's he's hearing information by a tattoo from 1997 yeah but i'm living with something that had happened t nearly 10 years 10 years yeah that. Yeah. So, so for him not to believe me, it, it wasn't a case of not believing me because it wasn't about that. It was about the tattoo. Right. And then I explained to him at the time, oh, I got this tattoo because of this. And he's already thinking, you've never mentioned this before. Yeah. So he's like, you've never ever mentioned this before. So I understand the skepticism that came and was involved in it. But yeah. then when he told me what the woman said and the way she described the feeling of calmness and stillness mm -hmm. and, but again, how was I gonna articulate that as a kid? Um, right, you're eight. Like you're eight, already already dealing with other stuff because that was just that. How? You know, there was there was yeah, there was no way we could have done it um, any other way. And I'm glad, by ways of an attractive parole officer at his office, you know, told him matter of factually and didn't have to. No, it was a by chance conversation. This wasn't something. Oh, my son when he was. He didn't bring up nothing. This is a stranger no. that comes from a whole other place, an entire different time. Like she's not your age. It's not like this was yeah. going on in the eighties or nineties. No, she's seen these beings when she was a kid in another yeah. country, brought exactly. up another way, a whole other culture. You saw it when you were eight in Camberwell. Yeah. You know, so it's like he kind of had to believe whether he wanted to or not. And I feel like what happens to dad when he finds something out to be 100% true is there's this logical part of him that because he can't control what that means, that's where he gets scared as a parent. It's yeah. like, I can't, I couldn't stop that if I wanted to, it's above me. Like, yeah. but dad, he's number one. He's go-to, yeah. he is our savior, that's it. Yeah, like yeah. he wants to be that in our life and always has been. But there were things that we were dealing with that took the reins a little bit where, dad is a ghost, there's nothing, you can't go and hit him. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. It's, it's, it's something else, there's something else we're dealing with that you can't, you can't help this part. You can just see us through it and that was a tough one to get through and for me to see it in a different way, but still not be afraid, but very much debilitated and paralyzed by that experience. Like I can't sleeping. That today's the first time I'm hearing about it. Cause I, I, okay, I think- I'll, I'll, add, I'll add something to it, which, which terrified me a little bit and only because my young mind was probably trying to rationalize it 
is I'm looking in that corner and it's just a shadow at that point. But because I can see it running in fast motion, I'm trying to make out the features and it yeah. looked like mum. That's so, I just, I don't know. Why would I be more scared? But do you know, Marsh, wait. Don't even do it to me. Wait, Marsh, wait. Marsh, don't. you know what I'm gonna say. Don't. You know what, I'm, what if, I wish you could see this. Marv, I'm, I'm, my hands are what, clammy. No, Marsh, no, Marsh, I'm sweating what, a little wait, bit. Wait, 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 Marsh. What if when mum was astro flying, she was ending up in our bedrooms making sure we were okay? We were okay. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Sorry, like, it, as you said it, that's why, like, literally, oh my and God. You, should... you know what's crazy? I think I've been too nervous to tell you that part. Even when I, I'm saying it and I can see the but whole it thing. it makes sense. I, it, it makes was, complete sense. It was mum that I could be, only because, remember in the other episode where we were talking about describing features in clouds or, <laughs> listen, I, Marsh, I'm, why did you, I'm looking at the face and everything. Don't, right? even, and don't even do it. Don't even do it. I'm starting to I even will, like... It, it will fuck me up, Marv. It will fuck me up. I'm telling you now, it will fuck me up. All the language, whatever, for YouTube that we have I'm to sorry, clip. This kids. is not the kids, but it will fuck me up. It will. But, but Marsh, it's 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 logic. Like, it's, it it's a logical explanation because the only thing that ever made me feel and later on years later to when we were going to mum's bed i'm, I'm sweating mob like top of my lips sweaty i've just gone all clammy holy moly i am like that just got me different marsh like, sorry no i'm i'm mob but it no but marsh it, it i'm happy yeah it makes it makes but I, me i said like, that in the other episode i said what if mum was Astro flying? Remember when we couldn't get to her down that hallway? And then we yeah. described it as insidious. What if all of these other spirits could could feel that she wasn't present there? So we're and attracting a whole bunch of other stuff and she's trying to get to us in some way where it was no kids, just go to your room. Whatever I'm battling down here, you don't even want to see it. So don't even go down here, go back to your room. And you don't know how you got there. So mum could have got you back there. Mum could have told me that's not me in that bathroom. Just... Don't you even come over here. Oh my, my God, Mark. Oh my God, my mouth is so oh. Hold on, I'm, I'm, just I'm like... hot, I'm hot, Mark. <laughs> I'm so, so warm right I now. I need make... some, some water. Jesus, oh, oh. oh. All right, I wasn't expecting, like, I wasn't. I wasn't. This is exactly what, this oh is, and do you know God. what? Guys listening and everyone listening to this podcast, seriously. Me and Marsh, we say what we're going to talk about, but we never discuss it. We just say what we're going to talk about and we let it fly into exactly <sighs> what it is. But every single episode we have done so far, there has been a revelation. There has been moments like this where it doesn't only... I low-key want to cry but, a little bit. Like, but, I don't no, know why. It, I'm I know, like, sorry, Marsh. Bit. No, I'm, I'm not uh, early, sorry. Earlier on, earlier on, I did, I like, I had to hold on the story. Like, I I'm was, not even, I, I'm not even holding on no more because I actually love what's happening. Yeah, I do too, but don't make me cry. I don't want to no, cry. I'm not, no, we're not, cry. no, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. Okay. No, but you know I'm worse than you. So like, don't even, no, like, I know. you know, once I start, I the podcast oh, is over. over with. Yeah. It's over, so don't even like bother going in there because I'll get into the, <laughs> <laughs> I make noises when I cry. Okay. 
So I'd say, well, this one might make you cry a little bit, but not really, because it's still joyful. Because we're talking about man on fire and and tattoos. So with your tattoo that you were able to get because your sister is three years, three school years older than you and you have that tattoo for life because of something that you saw when you were eight. Now, I know for sure, I didn't get a tattoo until after you. Yeah. My first one was in Philly and it was the, the butterfly, which just symbolized, this is the butterfly that I saw. I saw it in the book and I was like, that's what I saw come to talk to me when I was four and tell me that everything is gonna be okay. And years after that, I remember Nana didn't like tattoos. She was old fashioned when it came to that. Oh, cool. She was like, I don't want you desecrating your body type thing. She was that. She was also and a magician's assistant. I have to throw that out there too. Can we holler at Nana Bessie and her magician's- Expelliarmus. Expecto Patronum. Exactly. Um, so years later, I would um, be in Philadelphia when I found out that Nana passed away. And I remember coming to Liverpool, this is right after the India Irie tour. And that's when she'd gotten sick. She was in the hospital. So the last time I saw her was when I'd just come off of that tour, the European leg of that tour, went back to Liverpool. And we kind of said our goodbyes a little bit without knowing it. Cause she told yeah. me, she was like, Marsh, seen the light at the end of the tunnel, didn't I? That's all she said. And we laughed and I can just remember rubbing her hand and rubbed, stroking her arm, she had the softest skin on the was planet. That Hammer, was that Hammersmith concert when I was wearing the LL Cool J green? That would have been the last concert she, yeah, she seen me on that stage. Too. So that was that a really tour, good, that's a really good show. So she came to that show and that's when the microphones went off and all of that and we didn't even care, we just went ham. Went to Europe, we did Paris, we did um, Switzerland, we did Germany, then we came back and then I was borrowing a friend's cell phone and just found out that Nana had gotten sick. So as soon as I got back to Catford on the bus, we went straight to Liverpool. So we saw, I saw Nana in hospital as we thought she was getting better. They said it was a heart attack and now everything happened. Then it was, it's bigger than a heart attack. There's a cancer that we didn't know that was there and it's progressively, rapidly getting worse and worse. So I got back to Philly and I and got the phone call. Cool. Because you got the water. Yeah. So yeah. remember, no one could get me on the phone. I've got heartbreaking voicemails from you, from dad. It's like I had six messages before I could actually get through to someone. Of course, the first person I got through to was mum yeah. and been traumatized ever since. Never want to experience yeah. that phone call. So I remember having a tough time with that and decided to get a tattoo in her honor. And all I could think in the back of my head is, she hated tattoos. And I was like, no, but this is something I want with me forever. I just want her forever. And um, I went into the same tattoo parlor. I got my butterfly in. Um, the tattoo artist's name was Jackie Brown. She's from Cleveland. Yeah. Oh my, Jackie Brown did my tattoo. Yeah, so remember yeah, she, she had my, the black bangs. Yeah, really yeah, she was cool. Really cool, amazingly cool person. And I seen the picture of the lion that I wanted. I said, I'm a Leo, I feel like it's strength, but I feel like it represents my grandmother in some way. So I want that, but I don't want you to, to trace it. 
I knew she was an extremely great artist. So I just want you to freehand it. So she freehands this, this um, lion for me. And I remember showing it off as soon as it was healed. I said, oh, do you see this? Do you see this? So Nayla, we were at a restaurant. We were at Budokan, our favorite in Philadelphia, oh. at Budokan. And shout she was out to like, Budokan. Shout out to Budokan. So she was like, what's that face in the, in the lion? I was like, it's a lion's face? face. She was like, no, there's a, face there's a face in the lion's face. So I'm like, I have no clue what you're saying. What are you saying right now? We'll take so, a picture and we'll make sure we superimpose it so people can see it. If you see this lion, just looks like an unassuming little lion head. But if I do this, and right yeah. here, if I take that out, it looks like an eye, nose, and a mouth. And it literally looks like the spitting image, image of, our of my grandmother. Sleeping, sleeping though. Sleeping. As and I it's... saw her the last time I saw her. And when I finally saw it. Oh gosh. I'm like, whoa. Was a wreck. In a good way. But I was like, yeah. I knew you was there. I yeah. knew you were there. Because when she passed, I was in my Philadelphia apartment that used to be, it used to overlook the five spot on Market Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the Might one with the that. balcony and right. I had the Pac-Man, the Miss Pac-Man table that I got right there. And I remember walking out and I was just crying and this beaming, like almost too bright of a sunshine light coming through the window. And I'm looking and it started to get misty. And I was like, oh, Nana, you know I'm not ready. I said, no, don't don't manifest. <laughs> I said, be here and let me know that you're okay. But I, I, I think I, I turned around, this. I said, no. I said, no, I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm yeah. not ready. I said, I, I feel you. And I know that you would come and tell me that everything was okay, but I'm not ready to see you. I said, not all the way. So that light and that mist just started to like, disperse and it went calm and still and then I proceeded to cry and try and like throw stuff around the room because I was so angry that she'd gone yeah. and it was in that moment or moments Sometimes. after that it was just like still here we're still here they're all still here in yeah. some way but the tattoos that we have to represent these experiences are above and beyond just your regular tattoo. And it was almost like I can put ourselves back in there in Catford and going through that book and seeing the man in blue flames or what it wasn't even the man in blue flames. It was just the closest liking to describing what we both see yeah. without even having to tell each other. It's like, Marv, you don't, I know why you want this. That's him. Well, yeah. that's them. Whatever this thing was, that was it. And we need this to represent us. When I saw that lion, I don't know why I chose that lion. Jackie Brown could have did anything else yeah. as far as shading, as far as approach, anything. And I just let her go. And I just remember sitting there and she's scratching away. And at that point I was enjoying the pain. And I look and I was like, I love it. And then everybody else saw it before I did. Because you weren't meant to see it yet. But I'll tell yeah, you what came out of that situation. But you know what came out of that situation and what song came out of that? Oh. Sometimes you make me smile. 
sometimes you may i can't can't listen to marsh the lump in my throat (laughs) yeah can't and oh just please please explain please explain to people how many times have you performed that song marsh oh zero exactly and you know a lot of people don't realize that can't music music is is oh no thinking about it no 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 it's a stimulant of the soul music is a stimulant of the soul and that particular song when you sent it to me i said i low-key hate you for doing this song (laughs) because i can't i can't there's magic in that song because on the flow tree flowology album both Nat and myself put our grandmothers as silhouettes in the the, in, the, in the sleeve, sleeves. in the in the yeah. artwork of that. And she'd lost her grandmother. And it was, there's a synergy, like you said, within music that just does something else. And I take it seriously. I don't, I don't get how people can stand there during funerals and sing, like sing, sing. And I'm like, you, it's above me. I do you this have for done real. It. You, you did no, it and you, no, you made it no. through the Nipsey Hustle though. You oh made no, it no, Marv, that you made was, it just that was about. the most just about. out of body experience I think I've ever had. I walked on that stage and what you have to understand is the last time I'd seen Nipsey is when we were getting on stage together. So as yeah. soon as I walked I up those steps and he's there in a coffin, yeah it's just different at the fair distance that we would have been as we're performing real big and it hit me yeah there's not a beyonce in the crowd there's not a a a familiar face in the staples center that could have acknowledged my pain and gone just just sing it's okay i don't know what i did how i did it and how i got through that day and I spoke you through that day though. Remember you we did. spoke and I was, and I just said, you know what, there's things that are bigger than us. And sometimes to be spoke to be <sighs> asked by by his sister. It was his sister, wasn't it? Yeah. And like and uh, Karen, ask, Karen ask, Sibyl hit me. And yeah. to ask you something of like that. I said, that's an honor. It's a difficult honor, but it's an honor. And, you and didn't I told, I told them, I I said, I said, look, I will honor that request because it's 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 magnificent that even in life you'd anticipate something like this happening to you and that be one of your wishes so i have to honor it you know you had to and i said to you you've got no choice i said i don't know what's going to happen i don't know if i'll get a word out and when i seen his mother dancing joyfully it was done done yeah. like next level done didn't sing at Nana's funeral. I remember I was getting through the first verse of yeah. Amazing Grace and everyone was trash after that. Yeah. And <laughs> trash. It wasn't one hymn after uh, that point. Amazing Grace. <laughs> I just remember verse one of Amazing Grace. I don't even know what else we did. I can't even see. I said, the, I got I, to yeah, the ding bit and after the zing, <laughs> it was the z- it's Z-E. Z-E. <laughs> It was done. I just had a tissue. Done. Yeah. And. Oh my God. It's incredible. I just. Life. Life is one of those things where. Life is incredible. It's just incredible. It's incredibly heartbreaking and magnificent and wondrous. And we're amongst the. Wouldn't even call it a small community. We're amongst this community that are able to share extraordinary experience in life. 
because it might not be supernatural. It might actually be normal, but we're just able to tap in to this yeah. other thing that we're allowed to experience or we're allowing ourselves in some way to experience. And I feel like each time we've tried to push it away or been fearful of it, there's always a man in blue flames or there's always an Auntie Beryl to grip my arm on a flight. <laughs> like, yeah. and I'm like, there's something else. This isn't just this part. And you did sound like Prince when you said that, by the way. I'm but just there's say, something else. Something else. You have to, you, you pretty much, you pretty much just exactly how we said A said world it. of low, 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 You know, we see the sun, day, day and night. Yeah, I don't, don't I know. Get, when you got, I was about to go into another thing, but it's cool. I know, I know, I was like this. Yeah, I know, like, you have to get happy. Like, that's I the know, best it, intro ever. Let, best intro I, ever. Well, have I heard that Prince passed away when I was on the tour bus pregnant with Nine Eye and had to uh, perform at the friggin' Fox Theater in Atlanta, and he was there just two, two weeks before that, like on his piano tour. Like, there's been so many things, like, just yeah, so man. many things. But signs, though, like, there's things that we'll get, we'll get into those on further episodes, but I just want to say, before we wrap this one up, like, Coming into this episode today, I don't, it's so strange. I was really excited in a hype way to be like, man in blue flames. Yeah. I was kind of jazz hands with it. Yeah. It completely didn't go into the jazz hands I'm, way. It went completely I'm other direction. Yeah. I'm, I'm tired. I feel terrible. <laughs> I've actually I'm got, done. I've had a tear in this eye like the whole time. <laughs> just let time. it drop, me just, too. No, no, but I've been going like this low key, like just wiping off, man. Back. Just push, push it, it back. back, man. Push it back, man. And like, I just, I wasn't expecting this, but. Thank you so much, Marsh, man, like for allowing me, allowing me to be able to say something without saying it and feel safe not mm. saying it. That's the best. Thank you. Like, honestly, you're this, welcome, bro. Because that's just like, it's, I can't, there's no, there's no words. That's the only thing I can say. I felt like I summed it up pretty well then. I'm not no, gonna lie. that, Marv, but, but whatever like, this but, twin thing is, yeah. I get you. Thank I you, get it and it Thank is you. reciprocated I feel exactly the same way because there's so much things that we haven't said to each other and just known yeah I'm like well I love, I love you too I love yeah. you too bro and we're good we're gonna wrap this up guys but please subscribe to Ghosts of Our Past UK tell your friends share you can join us on Anchor you can join us on Spotify and just watch the visual. I think it's really important to watch the visual as well, just to see yeah. the reaction of like- <laughs> In real how, time. <laughs> exactly what's happening to us as we're doing this. But please again, share your stories, email us at ghostofourpast um, at gmail.com. Ghost of our past UK at, at UK, ghostofourpast.com. Please email us because we've already had an overwhelming amount of stories where we are going to have a lot of guests on here. We're going to have in a couple of weeks. So thank you and we shall see you soon. Stay safe and stay happy. Goop goop. Oh, I'm gonna call Dad, you back. Marsh. I'm gonna Marsh. call you back. I'm gonna call you back. I'm gonna